The State of UX in 2022. Written by Fabricio Teixeira and Caio Braga. Published by the UX Collective. Narrated by me, Laura Vandiver. The past two years have felt like two decades, and the pandemic isn't over yet. From rethinking remote work policies to acknowledging the unintended impact of the products we build, designers in 2022 have a unique opportunity to rebuild our practice with a new perspective, incorporating all we've learned since the start of the pandemic. Since we began publishing this yearly report eight years ago, we have challenged ourselves to discuss the industry beyond visual and tech trends, taking an honest look at the things we need to improve as a field. After curating and sharing articles daily with more than 450,000 designers around the world, this year, we wanted to focus on possibilities. This is the moment to recalibrate and reimagine what it means to be a designer, to design, and to be part of a design community. Are you ready to rebuild? The Big Influx. Entry-level designers are reshaping our industry. Everything Google does has massive scale and reach, and its UX design certificate launched on Coursera this year, i.e. Google's first step towards disrupting the university degree, is no exception. Since its launch, we at the UX Collective have seen an unbelievable number of designers looking to learn more about UX as a career. This was also the year Glassdoor highlighted UX as one of the 50 best jobs in America. The certificate offered by Google is just one of the many new education offerings we've seen emerge from the past few years. Design learning shifted from in-person, intensive, and expensive to remote and self-guided. Newly accessible formats include everything from online boot camps to YouTube playlists, email-based courses, self-guided classes, and more. Hyper-specialized newcomers. To meet the demand for quick certification, newer courses tend to drastically narrow their scope. Most UX courses do not go deep into the foundations of graphic design, and UX writing classes tend not to cover UX research. This hyper-specialization works well for global enterprises like Google. But the reality is that in most companies, designers are expected to own all aspects of the experience. The Great Resignation The more senior end of the spectrum is also in flux. With the shift to remote work, it's risky for employers to hire early career designers since they're not receiving the standard in-person training and guidance. This creates increased demand for senior designers, giving them greater leverage to resign their current jobs and accept one of the many compelling offers they are receiving. UX is the new gig. Companies that struggle to hire full-time designers end up tapping into Fiverr, Upwork, Toptal, and similar freelance platforms to meet their short-term needs, which gives newly certified designers a great opportunity to get hands-on experience. As UX becomes more commoditized, it's easier than ever to hire someone to do your app UX slash UI. Saving the world is not a KPI. Advocating for users while meeting business goals. In recent years, designers have realized how the digital products we create can be misused to spread far-right ideas, help extremist groups organize, propagate pandemic-related misinformation, and harm teen self-esteem. But while we as a design community might collectively agree that something is not right, we don't necessarily agree on the roots of the problem. While some thought leaders are horrified about how user-centered design has failed its mission of putting people first, others remind us that the UX industry has always been horrifying for designers from marginalized communities. The reality is that while most people and companies pay lip service to ideals of social justice and inclusivity, 
they are not willing to give up their comfortable positions to make any significant changes. We have to remember, design is business. The vast majority of designers work for for-profit companies, and their KPIs involve some sort of transaction with users, whether it involves money, data, or attention. Similar to other teams like marketing or sales, design teams are an investment that companies make so that over time they can profit more, faster, and more regularly. Our job as designers isn't to improve people's lives. This claim might look good on LinkedIn, but it sounds incredibly naive in less hypocritical forums. Our job is to demonstrate to stakeholders through our work that caring for customers actually leads to better business. We need to talk about positive impact through a more pragmatic lens to get our stakeholders to listen. We have a responsibility. Your app might not save the world, but you can still strive for equality within your team, accessibility with your products, and sustainable business practice at your company. Through this journey, we might need to form unions, convince stakeholders to give a damn, or even quit our company if we feel it's crossed a line we're not willing to cross. Design won't save the world, but you can still save design. Everyone is a subscription. How content creation is becoming a full-time job for designers. In 2021, many social media platforms shifted to offer subscription tools for their creators. Confronted with low minimum wages, decreased job security, and nine-to-five jobs that offer little in the way of flexibility, many people have turned to social media platforms for a new source of income. The design industry is no exception. Many of us are searching for other means to fulfill our purpose, our career ambitions, and our pockets. More and more designers are launching online courses and paid communities, as well as selling UI kits or NFTs. And we're using our skills to our advantage. After all, building brands and converting prospects into paying customers is what we do best. This growth in paid subscriptions can be positive for our industry. As more UX-related content is produced, it's easier than ever to learn and hone your design skills. Plus, the fact that professionals are paid to create means that the quality of these products can be high. Still, there are some things we should pay attention to. It's a numbers game. We complain that our stakeholders are focused on short-term metrics, but we do the same with our online presence, flooding people's feeds simply to keep engagement metrics high. By focusing on numbers and our efforts to increase them, we are teaching newcomers that having a large following is equivalent to a successful career. Choose wisely. Your time, attention, and money are limited, so you should choose how you spend them carefully to avoid or recover from the burnout that so many people have been experiencing this year. We should stop worrying so much about catching up with the industry and simply learn how to do nothing from time to time. A new type of community. As paid subscriptions become more common in the upcoming year, content creators have the responsibility to build positive communities around them. It's time we shifted from increasing our reach to focusing on depth and from putting ourselves in the spotlight to acknowledging and sharing others' work. Trust is the process. Following a framework doesn't guarantee good results. Following a process lends structure to our thinking and can help shift our focus from our individual ideas to our shared goals. A well-established process allows our team to scale, makes our work more predictable, and reduces financial risks for the company. There are good reasons why the design process is a hot topic in our industry. Are we over-indexing on process to compensate for lack of trust? It feels safer to trust the process than the designer. 
a lack of trust can occur between team members as well as between company leadership and their design team. And sometimes we focus too much on the process because we lack trust in our own judgment and skills. Just because a framework helps you arrive at a decision doesn't mean that decision is the right one. Following a set of steps can streamline the work, but sometimes the right call is to pause, zoom out, and start over with a different approach. After all, no process is linear. Don't copy what is broken. Cookie-cutter design frameworks can be problematic. For example, you inherit their biases and don't guarantee results, since what works in one context doesn't necessarily work in another. Instead, find what works for your team and your users. Tools, not a conveyor belt. We should start from the problem, not from the process, since lots of teams end up killing great ideas simply because they don't fit in a job story. How can we take more risks in our ideation and thinking? We need to trust our intuition, go wild and deep into our ideas, and focus on what we ultimately want to achieve. Build trust by delivering. Exploring, refining, and improving things is at the core of what we do. By delivering something every day, whether a conceptual flow or a UI spec, we start building trust in one another and change the focus from the process to the work itself. Let's create room for random ideas in a corner of our design files to flourish. Collaboration cannot be scheduled. How the pandemic made us too dependent on our calendars. The pandemic didn't catalyze a new superior way of working, but instead threw us all into a murky, unknown territory we weren't prepared for. In the rush to find a new normal while trying to hold on to the old way of working, companies simply shifted in-person work dynamics to Zoom calls, making offices of our homes and requiring us to sit in front of a camera for eight hours a day. And that tore us down. For designers, this shift has had a major impact on how we collaborate. Relying on meetings is problematic because meetings are linear, while collaboration is, in many ways, spatial. We need a space for making, not for talking about making. Things to keep in mind. Look at our work, not at our faces. Design is pure collaboration. Our users won't interact with our artboards, but with the final product, our entire team built together after rounds and rounds of collaboration. The common practice of jumping straight into Figma, Google Docs, and other tools after we end our calls is a hint that we should put our work at the center of our screen. Collaboration isn't one space fits all. As in our houses, we need different spaces for different activities. At work, we need different spaces for different tasks. And like a house, work at times can feel like a messy closet, that long slack thread, or a labyrinth of drawers, all those folders in Google Drive. Don't try to copy old models. Let's take this opportunity to rethink how we can work together in a way that fits everyone's needs whether over voice notes or words, in real time or asynchronously. We can do a better job of working towards inclusivity in our workspaces instead of replacing the old office space in a virtual dimension. It's time to rebuild things right. As designers in 2022, we have an incredible opportunity ahead of us. With a new generation of designers joining our industry and with our teams finding new ways of collaborating, this is the time to reset and rebuild. Rather than trying to have all the answers, let's make sure we're asking ourselves the right questions. Which habits are you willing to let go as the world reopens? Which ones do you consciously want to maintain? 
How can you go above and beyond in your day-to-day projects and advocate for people when having business-centric conversations? How can you have a more meaningful impact on newcomers, going beyond portfolio reviews and building stronger relationships? What's holding you back from saying no to a meeting invite or turning your camera off to focus on work? When you post something you've written online, how can you acknowledge and celebrate the people who have published on that topic before? How much are you willing to switch up your design process to better generate more interesting outcomes? Wait, you haven't updated your portfolio yet? Thanks to our readers and writers at the UX Collective for all the ideas you have shared. Here's to a better, more thoughtful, less convoluted future. The UX Collective is an independent design publication built to elevate unheard design voices from all over the world. We dedicate this project to all the readers, authors, and friends of the UX Collective. You can view the full report on trends.uxdesign.cc.